Hello, you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 75, Bird on the Roof. Hello, welcome. I have my dear Aunt Sandra and my sweet cousin Teresa with me today, and we're going to talk about my Uncle Mel, because it's almost been a year that he has passed, and I would say, (laughs) I would say that, well, first of all, my mom has one sister. And they are like the most beloved, sweetest. I know we'll start crying right now. <laughs> That's what I do. I laugh and cry on my episodes. So we're all good. We'll get it over with. No. Um, they are like the dearest, sweetest people together. Like you're the dearest friends and the dearest sisters. And I, I'm just so grateful she has you. And I'm grateful you have her. Right. I mean, she's 90 this year. Or she'll be 91 the end of this year. <laughs> but, you know, you both have been there for each other and I think that that's what I saw as a child that you and my mom and your husbands hung out together and played games together and traveled together and not always but a lot that I remember and it was dear so anyway Uncle Mel I remember his laugh (laughs) (laughs) it was infectious it was infectious and kind of goofy, if yeah. I can say that out loud. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, not in a disrespectful way, but it would make you go, oh, my, this is great. It made you laugh. Mm-hmm. And he laughed at his own jokes. <laughs> well, we all have to be our own best person to ourselves, right? So we've got to laugh at ourselves. And... Yeah. But tell me a little bit about where he grew up. Well, he was born in Salt Lake, mm. but his dad traveled a lot because he was working on roads most of his life Mm. with the Utah Department of Transportation. But when he was all around 12 years old, his dad went back to Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah, what was it? Oak Ridge, Tennessee, Mm. where they were... This is the big one. (laughs) uh, Where they were building the atomic bomb. And... And didn't know it, right? And nobody knew what they were building. But except I guess the ones that were working were working there knew what it yeah. was, but nobody in the town knew what it was about. And so <laughs> one night they were at a part kind of a party at their house and this one fellow pulled out a book or his, his dad pulled out a book and gave it to this fat man and wrapped it in newspaper. And so Mel thought, I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> and then he heard later that the Rush or the Germans are, are working on it. And he put two and two together and found out that, the well, the Germans were making an atomic bomb, so he put two, two, two together. And went around telling everybody they were making an atomic bomb. <laughs> and it's probably top secret. Oh, yeah. it was. And so he's all telling everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And a lot of times when people found out, the next morning they had moved the people out of their houses and made them leave. And I'm surprised they didn't make him leave. <laughs> right. They were like, who's this Who's this family that's talking about the atomic newspaper boy that's spilling the secrets? (laughs) And is that really where they built it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had to have security clearance to get into the city or to the little town. Like, 
my dad had a badge, like the whole family had badges. Well, that should be your first clue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they knew it was top secret. Oh, but, but they didn't um, know what it they was. They didn't know what it was. And yeah, oh my, my dad gosh. at 12 figured it out. Wow. But that's just how he's just very inquisitive and his mind's constantly Working. going. I remember that. It wasn't he. Was he a math teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he taught math at uh, Wasatch Junior, Junior High, High and also Churchill Junior High. And then he went back to school and got his master's degree in media coordination, which is basically a librarian. Library stuff. Yeah. So then he went and got a job as a librarian, and he said it was like. Diane and going to heaven. <laughs> All the information you could probably ever want well, is in the library. Going from junior high to oh, elementary, where you didn't have a lot of kids. That's true. Bothering you, so yeah, he loved his media. That's true. Library. And we're outside, just for all the outside noises, for those of you listening. <laughs> um, we're not in trouble or anything. We're just outside. <laughs> um, I love that. I think, yeah, I I think I just, there's a lot to learn about Uncle Mel. My, you know, I mean, not just his laugh and his, but he had, he was a thinker, it seemed oh, like. Oh, yeah. Just he, constantly. He could figure out things that other people didn't know how to do. Mm. And he he could fix almost anything. He could. Mm-hmm. Was he like my dad a little bit? My dad could fix most anything, but <laughs> sometimes it was a duct tape. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh dear. My husband. <laughs> oh. And not always. My dad could fix a bunch yeah. of stuff, but still I was like. He'd MacGyver a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cute Uncle Mel. So after he left Tennessee, where did he go? They came back to Utah. Yeah. All the whole community? Or do you were um, yeah, all of them that went that had clearance. Most of them were from Utah. that oh. went back there, and then they had a group every, well, at least once a month. They'd get together and they called it the Oak Ridgers. Oh, his mom and dad and all the adults would get together, and have a kind of like a fireside or uh, something. Like a reunion. Yeah, thing. that's interesting. Yeah. They had lots of secrets, probably. <laughs> wow. That's kind of an, in, yeah, wild time. I mean, it sounds like the movies to me. Yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, we're having this little, this little community within a community that no one knows anything, but it's something. Yeah. Anyway. It's like one of those sci-fi movies. Yeah. <laughs> an alias <laughs> episode or something. <laughs> but I swear. So aside from learning and thinking and teaching and fixing... Tell me a little bit more about Uncle Mel. Like, what was your favorite characteristic, do you think? Oh, he was a great father, I think. Yeah. A great husband. Yeah. And he loved his grandkids. Oh. Um, Boy, did he get mad if he couldn't go to one of their soccer games. (laughs) Yeah, he was a very supportive grandpa. Very devoted, Mm -hmm. it seems like. Yeah. Or the the, uh, dance the girls would do dance and he was always there helping them get to places and mm-hmm. and then when Teresa's kids were little he'd go pick them up from school and bring oh. them to our house and watch them while Teresa worked. Wow. Yep. That says a lot. That was mostly Braden I think that he yeah. did that with but yeah. That says a lot. That's a that's devotion and you know just a good heart. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was his favorite thing, though, like his grand, 
his grandkids were what he lived for. Like, yeah. he loved his grandkids. Yeah. It was very evident at the funeral and afterwards and throughout things I've seen in your lives that they loved him, too. You know, he maybe because he loved them first, but also because they felt his love and they loved him right. back. Right. Yeah. It yeah. didn't seem like there was any... Um, I don't even want to say, but like favoritism. He just loved all of them and they all loved him. Right. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. You guys traveled a little bit, did you? We did. We went uh, probably the one that I remember the most is when we went to Samoa where he had uh, gone on a mission. Gone on his mission. And and they were rebuilding the Samoan temple down there. So we went there for the temple decorate. Dedication. Dedication. And <laughs> we had several friends that went with us, and his brother and sister-in-law went, and our good friend across the street, McDee Miro, went with us. Mm-hmm. My sister went with me. And our friends from Canada, the Oars. So we had a great time. That's, that's far away, and you weren't... I mean, that wasn't... How long uh, ago was that? It was... When was... I think it was in 2005 maybe oh yeah yeah that's so fun and we I loved it it was wonderful to see where he'd been on his mission yeah I didn't think I'd ever get there but we did but you did yeah did he um because I know there's some fabric that we used a little bit to make a bear is it wasn't his lava lava or anything yeah. but what was it or was it just it fabric was, from Samoa no it was a it was a lava lava yeah that's so cute. That's so cute. Um, do you, and you lived pretty much in the same place. Well, you lived by us for a minute when I was, mm-hmm. well, I don't even know if I, I, think I was you and I were. when they moved to, to another place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we moved in there just like two weeks before Tom was born. Oh. So we lived there. So we in had. Mill Creek. In, yeah. East Mill Creek for, yeah. I don't know, it was. He was born in 62, and we moved in 76. Oh, you did? And yeah, then, yeah. Then we lived in Cottonwood Heights from 76 to 2014. Wow. It seemed like wherever you went, you had friends, or you made friends. Oh, yeah. Was he a, uh, an outgoing person that way? He would go up to anybody that looked like they were from... Anyone that looked Polynesian. Polynesian, yeah. Oh. He would go up and talk to him. He loved that. And he'd ask if they, you know, where are you from? Are you Samoan? And then, or he'd go up and say Talofa, which is hello in Samoan. <laughs> <laughs> or if they were from Tonga, he would tell them the hello in whatever language they were. <laughs> he knew all the hellos in all the Polynesian. But yeah, he, he wasn't afraid to talk to anybody. No. He just mm. loved to go share stories and hear people's stories I know there are stories you had him tell over and over again is there one that really stood out besides the one the Oak Ridge <laughs> <laughs> the atomic bomb the one, one. <laughs> um, yeah he would he would always tell the story about when he got metal in his eye um, he, he did yeah <clears throat> and you can probably tell it better because it was before you got married Actually, oh. it was like a week after he got home from his mission. Oh. 
And I went through the temple the day before he got injured. <laughs> what was he doing to get metal in his eye? He was hammering. They were doing, taking down houses and things out in Magna. Yeah. And he was hammering on some pipe and a piece flew in his <gasps> eye. He wasn't and, wearing safety glasses. Yeah. Oh, no. And he had the thought in his mind, I ought to put safety glasses on, but of course he didn't listen. <laughs> And he was laid up from, that was in July, and we were going to get married, but the doctor wouldn't let us until November. Because of his eye? Because of his oh. eye. Because he pretty much had to lay in bed, right? Oh, yeah, for a long time. Oh. And then he had these black stin of pig goggles with a pinhole in them. Because you could only see a little bit out of it? Uh-huh. Because to protect him? Mm-hmm. And so he went, I had to... If I had to go out, drive out to Magna to see him because that's where they were living at the time. And uh, so that's how we dated was me driving out to Magna. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was the biggest t- story he'd tell because he had to wait to marry you. <laughs> and he's like, um, time I got the metal in my eye and I couldn't even do anything. How did you meet him then, Sandra? All through a friend, my best friend next door, Frances Bender, and her boyfriend, they weren't married at the time, introduced us, so we started dating, but it was just like in August, and then he went on his mission in November, so. Oh, you met him just a little bit before he left yeah. for a couple years. He went for two and a half years. Wow. And so, I was only 15 when I met him. <laughs> what? He was robbing the cradle. Right. Oh, we always, yeah, we teased him all the time. <laughs> that he, if, it, if it was nowadays, he'd be in jail. <laughs> kind he was, of. He was 21. He was 21. <laughs> Are you serious right now? <laughs> How did I not know this? Yeah, and so, then when he, I was just going into high school, so when he got home, I had just graduated from high school. Well, perfect timing. Yeah. It's good he took a little extra time right. away. <laughs> Did you marry him right away? Yeah, well, we, he got back in July. We got married in November. That, oh, yeah, that was right away. 1956. So you were, what, 18? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, okay, I was young also. <laughs> I can't say that. But now when I think about my kids, I'm like, give it some time. Yeah, You'll yeah. be married forever. Right. <laughs> Wow, that's really a sweet story. How were your parents with him? Oh, they liked him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when they first met him. Yeah. That's been so long ago. I know, I know. What the reaction was, but yeah. That's so sweet. They were glad, I think, that he went on his mission. Well, yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, you would have been a 16-year-old bride (laughs) or something, maybe. Can't keep you away from each other. It worked out great. Yeah. That's so good. We were married for 66 years. 66 years. Route 66. We're still married. Of course you are. (laughs) Of course you are. Do you have anything that... Okay, well, his favorite things were Disney, apparently. Oh, yeah. Right? And Snowbird. Mm -hmm. Those are two favorite places. And Samoa, I guess. Yeah. But is there anything, like, I know... In the funeral, we talked a little bit about he he would feed the dogs. His what would he do in the morning? So, oh, let's talk about his breakfast. Um, <laughs> so he would every morning he would make his oatmeal. When he first moved in with us, he started out 
with the, the like Quaker oats. But then he discovered the instant oats tasted better, oh. all the sugar, right? <laughs> so he started making his instant oatmeal, and 90% of the time, it would spill over into the microwave. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and so he'd try and get a bigger bowl, and anyway. <laughs> so then, after the oatmeal was done, he would get in the fridge, and he would grab his yogurt. His favorite were the... Um, Go-Gurts, because they had the dumb little dad jokes on the back, <laughs> and he would always tell my kids a joke, and we would just kind of roll our eyes and laugh, because they were so stupid, so <laughs> but funny. it was his favorite thing, and then with the yogurt, he would get a pepperoni stick, oh, string cheese, regular cheese, banana for his um, oat oatmeal, oatmeal. Like, it was a full-on seven-course breakfast, and it would keep him full most of the day. Probably. Um, yeah, oats them themselves yeah. would be doing that. So, but his favorite part was he would cut up, because we have four dogs, he would cut up a little piece of pepperoni and a piece of cheese for each of the dogs, and he would feed it. And he lived for that. And then he'd sit right inside, and there's a window across from my island where he would eat. And he would just watch the birds outside, and he'd always shout out, Bird on the roof. Bird on the roof. Two birds on the roof. <laughs> he was very observant. Yes. And wanted everyone to know. Yeah. I and so that was so kind of our cute. joke. Um, bird so on yeah, the roof. He loved birds. Um, he just liked nature. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, his breakfast was something to be talked about. It's <laughs> crazy. And he loved to Oh, and then sometimes he'd, sorry, sometimes he'd grab like chips out of the cup, like anything he could find. Oh, yeah. He would add, like, tortilla chips or, like, the apple chips or candy. <laughs> and he'd add just to his meal? Yeah, to his breakfast. breakfast. Like, oh anything. Oh, that looks good. And so he'd start adding to it. But the basics was the oatmeal, the banana, the cheese, pepperoni, and yogurt. Yeah. And, and milk. Just, and, and yeah. Milk. He, he wouldn't drink water. Everything was milk. Do you think that's a generational thing? I think so. Because I know whenever we'd go to your mom and dad's or grandma's house, it was always a little thing of milk and a little thing of juice. Yep. Like, always. Mm -hmm. And my mom's still that way a little bit. Yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> so I'm like, Dad, why don't you try taking your pills with water? <laughs> right? So. Uh, but yeah, he kind of just milk. kept going and going. Yeah, he just, you know, did his own thing. Like, the older he got, I mean, there were moments where he was a little loony and active you know like a two-year-old um but for the most part he was pretty with it till he died yeah yeah he was pretty with it so. we had a hard time towards the end getting to have a shower oh yeah I've had that happen with my father-in-law yeah and why yeah. do you think that it's just too much too, too, it was afraid to too fall much. it just took too much too, energy yeah. for him yeah so she would have to threaten him you can't watch Days of Our Lives until you take a shower, because we know that was his favorite show. You love Days of Our Lives? <laughs> yes. <laughs> favorite show in the world. So, And he would, when it went to, like, playing at midnight or yes. 1 o'clock in the morning, he would record it. He would, like, DVR it. Yeah. Um, Watched yeah. it every day. So, yeah, she would have to threaten him, you need to shower before you watch Days of Our Lives. And then he'd go, oh, man, I don't want to. <laughs> I can hear him say that in my head. Yeah. So, but he was, yeah, he's funny. Like, yeah, we miss, we miss his dumb little laugh and 
just these quirky little things. But, of course. You know, and my kids were very fortunate to have his, my parents here for the last what, eight years, nine years. Yeah. So yeah. they pretty much, you know, have watched them and vice versa. Like it's Grow just up been, and you grow old a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so they have a very special relationship with my parents. Yeah. There's something about living in the same spot, you know, sleeping over or whatever, even if it's just a few nights, but when you're for years, you just get to know each other's little things, mm-hmm. good or bad, but yeah. you get to know yeah. each other and you connect. Yeah, they saw my kids go through their horrible teenage years where we <laughs> wanted to send them off. <laughs> um, but they've seen the good stuff too, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. What were you going to say, Aunt Sandra? Uh one the story that he always wanted to tell was when he was younger and they were living with his grandparents. Mm-hmm. I think his grandfather had died, but his grandmother, they were spending Christmas with her and they didn't have anything to put the Christmas tree in, a stand or anything. So his grandma took nails and nailed the tree into their hardwood floor and then took a hanger and put it around the uh, doorknob so it would stand up. Oh, are you serious right now? I am. <laughs> and he, he loves just, to tell that story. <laughs> well, he probably thought, well, if she can do that, I can do anything, you know? That is great. Nailed the tree into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, he loves to tell that story. One of his other favorite stories were about the twins. He had a twin brother and sister. Oh. And... Where did they put them to sleep? Wasn't it in a drawer, a dresser drawer? I think it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a crib for the two twins, so they just... In a dresser drawer? In a dresser, they yeah. would pull out the dresser drawer. They wouldn't shut them in, but yeah, they would put the twins. That was like their crib yeah. was the drawer. Yeah. Well, like a trundle bed <laughs> in the dresser. Oh, my goodness. And he was, he was 10 when they were born, and he used to take care of them at 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. It was a big help to so. him. Yeah. That is so crazy. Where did he where did he grow up? Mostly was it Utah? in mostly in American Fork was oh, I mean that's yeah. where he graduated from high school, so Yeah. They bought their home there and then after they came back from Tennessee they bought the house in Grand yeah. Fork. So And he served in the National Guard too, right? He was. He spent a lot of time in well, he went to Korea. Went to Alaska, went to the Philippines. Wow. Uh, he did a lot of overseas, which now is a great thing because... You have benefits. We have right? the benefits from him mm-hmm. retiring from the... Air, he was He's retired from the Air Force. Oh, it was Air Force mm-hmm. National Guard. Mm-hmm. Or is that... Yeah. Back yeah, then, Air, it was at Air one of the... National Guard. Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. He retired from... Wow. So I don't have to pay any co-pays for medicine, and I can... Get my. I don't additional have to pay care, for yeah. 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 secondary. A, an additional plan to Medi- yeah. Medicare. Yeah. Well, thank you, Uncle Mel, for your service, right? Right. And the, also, it's nice that it continues forward with taking care of you. Right. Because that's a big sacrifice. It is. Yeah. Luckily, he never had to go to war. Really? He just served. He. I mean, not just served, but he, he served stationed. during the Korean War, but they ne- he never had to go to mm. Korea. Wow. Because he was in the Korean War, the uh, Air 
Well, I guess the veterans gave him, got him yeah, his hearing aids. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. good. Did he lived a good life. Yeah. 90 years is a long time to live. It is. It's a long time. Yeah. Remind me, because I know I've commiserated on the kidney stone stuff, but I know he had that, but that's not really what took him, right? No, it was actually his heart, I'm sure. Did they decide what it was? They haven't really said. I mean, initially it was the kidney stones is why we took him in, because he had been sleeping constantly, and he wouldn't come out to eat. And so that was a huge red flag. It's like, he's not coming out for his breakfast. Which was a really big part of his day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, and he'd sleep. He'd sleep and sleep, and then he kind of got better. And then the following week, it started all over again. And I'm like, Mom, we need to take him. Yeah, you know, something's going on. Something's going on because this is not Dad. Like he does not sleep all day and doesn't, you know, miss a meal. Yeah. So we took him in, and his doctor didn't she do some blood work mm-hmm. and said take him to the emergency room right now. And luckily, their doctor's office was. At Lone Creek Hospital. So, so it's right there. Right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So, and I think, I almost wonder if he started to go sepsis Ooh. because it had been so long with his kidneys. Yeah. And kind of backing up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, kind of backing yeah. up. And so I wonder if that's why he couldn't fight off the infection. I, yeah. That's just my theory. Yeah. But yeah. they haven't really said. And then surprisingly, like, for the size they were, he never complained about pain. I'm and, shocked. Yeah, well, so Braden, my oldest, is he just graduated from nursing school. And yes. he said that's a big thing, is the older you get, you don't feel pain. Really? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he never complained about it. Like, he just... He just... It just was there. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, I took him that night and uh, put a tube from his kidneys to the outside of his body to drain. Yeah. And he, they did that... Uh, Friday, actually it was Saturday morning, I guess they took him from Long Peak to St. Mark's. St. Mark's because they didn't have a doctor at Long Peak at the time, uh. so they did that surgery right away, and then he did really well. In fact, the following week, we uh, I even played skip bowl with him. He wanted <laughs> to play that, and he was doing really well. And then that Friday, he Went, they took him back in and decided to put the tube back inside of his body to drain somehow. Maybe that's... And so I think the two surgeries within a week was too hard Too much on him. for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's 90. He's 90 years yeah, old. That's yeah. a lot. Well, and then, so like my mom said, Lone Peak, they didn't have a doctor, so they took him to St. Mark's. Yeah. But St. Mark's didn't have a room. So then they had to take him back to Lone Peak. Cause Lone After Peak surgery, had, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, I think that took a toll. And then, yeah, just... And I sometimes wonder if he knew. Because I would ask him, hey, Dad, you ready to come home? Nope, I like it here. Which he loved my house. Like Yeah, he would come I back. I would always tease him, hey, do you want to move in with Scott? Nope. <laughs> Because he liked it yeah, here. He could like, see the birds. He could see the birds. <laughs> on the roof. He, he had four dogs here to drive him nuts. And so. feed him. Feed him pepperoni. And so he, he loved it. And I think he loved being around the kids. And um, yeah. But it was weird. Um, 
like two or three nights before we took him to the hospital, I kept waking up at 3.33 a.m. 3.33. 333. And so I told my kids, I'm like, it's weird. Like, I keep waking up. And they said, that's the sign the angels are around you. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I need extra something. Someone watching over me. Yeah. And then um, we took him in. And then the day he passed away, it was 3.33 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, when we took him to the hospital, something just told me he's not coming home. Yeah. You know, so I think I had prepared myself. So I was trying to be strong for everybody else because I had prepared myself that he wasn't coming home. I love that little premonition sign, you know, the 3.33 beforehand. Yeah. And then so you could kind of and I'm glad I said recognize something. it. Yeah. yeah. Because then people are like, you're crazy. Like, you're making that up. <laughs> right? Right. But, yeah. Like three nights in a row. Wow. And then still to this day, like, I look at the clock and it's 3.33. So I know my dad's watching over me. I was going to ask you those little things when you feel your dad. It's like, yeah. do you ever say anything out loud? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll ask him, like, hey, dad, how's it going? How's... How's Ruby? Is she getting her cheese? <laughs> your dog that died. <laughs> yes. Was that before or after your dad? It was. Right after. No, it was, no, it was right before. before. Like, uh, last year. Last year was an awful year. Oh. Well, we lost Randy's mom in November oh. of 2021. And then our sweet dog yeah. suddenly passed away. In February. And then my dad. But oh. yeah, I'll just ask him, hey. Ruby getting your cheese today. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He loved, I mean, that was his thing, is just to feed the dogs. And so I know he's up there just loving life and giving his dogs the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> probably chasing them with balls and Yeah, he can probably run now because he was in so much pain walking. Yeah, and older. And then I, I was actually up at Snowbird that week, and I say to him, hey, do you want to go up to Snowbird? And he'd say no. And I says, well, maybe in October when we go. Eh, maybe. And then maybe. I got sick the Monday night. All night I was sick. And so I didn't go down Tuesday to be with him. But Scott, my son, and my daughter Julie and my granddaughter Amanda were there. And he was laying in bed and it, it was kind of dark in there. And he just decided needed to go to the bathroom and I said well we'll just get you something a bedpan yeah and no I want to go in there and he kept pointing to the bathroom where it was light in there but the room was dark and so Scott finally got the nurse to take him in there and they took him in there and he collapsed in Scott's arms Mm. and they got him back in bed and that was it within a minute that he was gone and so I wasn't there with him, but the kids said it's a good thing I wasn't. Yeah. I, I think, think so. he chose to go when she wasn't around. And I was going to go over earlier because I just, you know, I needed to go see my dad. And Brady's like, will you wait till I get off work? And he got off at 3.30. And so we were leaving, and Julia just called me, and she's like, you need to get over here right now. Something's going on. So we jumped in the car, and got there he had already passed I mean the hospital's five minutes from here yeah it was quick and I think you know like living with me and my mom and just being around us I think he chose to go when we weren't around because he knew it would be really really hard 
Uh, yeah. And he had his son with him, you know, but, um, yeah. And yeah. Luckily, my sister was here. Yeah. And so, I mean, he didn't go alone, but I really am grateful we were not there. Do you feel like, too, like you said, like looking in the bathroom with the light? I mean, I just feel like, I remember when when your mom died, when Grandma Gray mm-hmm. died, I and I just that. kept remember him, her saying kind of Tom, like his grandpa had died not too long before. Yeah. But it was almost like she was saying, um, oh, Tom or something. Yeah. You know, she wasn't vocal. She wasn't coherent. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like when you're that close, there's just, it's really thin. Yeah. And so he probably was like, yeah, I wanted to go in there, that light. I want to see yeah, that or you whatever. you hear that people want, you know, they go to the light. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I wonder if, like, my sister was standing. You know, he could see my sister. Yeah. And she's, like, calling him. Come on, Dad. Yeah. This way. Yeah. And yeah. Like Cute thing. Parents and, yeah. So, and his sister, you know, so I kind of think that they were there. I like to think that. I do too. And yeah. I I think we can. It, it probably can be scary when you're crossing over, you know, when they're there. Come on, it's okay. Come with us, you know? Well, I can imagine you. it's the unknown. Yeah. Until you know again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, this is awesome. But, yeah, so I think that's why he was so persistent about going into the bathroom. Yeah. I have to tell you, and I, I've said this before a little bit, but when I do bears of people I really, really know, I just really connect you know, I'm like, oh, the snowbird stuff and this Disneyland stuff and just, you know, all the various. And his military. I mean, that's a long time ago that yeah. had those military fatigues, I guess you call them. They're so cute. They're so cute. Yeah. Well, they, he uh, was retired from the military when he turned 60. So actually it was 30 years after. Wow. And he still had all this stuff. Is there anything out, Sandra, like, like something like the 333 or anything like a little, do you, do you feel him around? And it's okay if you don't, because sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. Uh, I have dreams. You do? Mm-hmm. That I've been with him. Yeah. But as far as him talking to me, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have little, I know it sounds silly and I've maybe said this before, but the little white butterfly moths that are nothing. Yeah. That's my dad to me. I was like, I know that sounds dumb, but I was um, <clears throat> on a hike thing, and I was having a really hard time, and this little white butterfly thing just kept flying right by me. So now when I see him, I'm like, I love you, Dad. You know? I see it, and they're not, like, pretty or anything. I mean, they're not this beautiful monarch things, yeah. but to me, that's, yeah. like, when my mom's been in the hospital a couple times, even one of the days... I look out the window and there's two little white butterflies like twirling around each other and I'm like, oh, don't go yet, you know? <laughs> Dad, don't call her yet, you yeah. know, kind of thing. But but also it's okay, you know? Yeah. But I just even, I just always say out loud, I love you, Dad. Mm. Yep. That's neat. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You, I think it's okay to look for those little things or the signs. And sometimes they just don't come and that's all right too. You know, we just love them and, yep. and think about them. But anyway... Cute Uncle Mel. You guys are the biggest supporters ever. You came to our our kids' stuff, not just your own grandkids. You came to your grandnephews and stuff. Yeah. It was always such a support. We loved going to visit. Yeah, they're all about family. Yeah. Yeah, all about family. A good example for us because, like, even my kids are older and they still enjoy hanging out with each other. Um, 
you know, and I think it's just, because we've always been like, we traveled together for soccer tournaments or whatever, so we were always together or we'd be out at the pool or whatever, and it's just so, so nice to see that they still enjoy each other's company, even, you know, Bella's now married, and so her and her husband come over and hang out with Brayden and Logan, and then Bray, Blake and his girlfriend, they go golfing together, like, it's just, so I think that comes from a good example of grandma and grandpa just, you know, being so family-oriented, and then that's passed on to me, and it is all about family. It is. And it, it yeah. And he, I couldn't do this without family. I'm glad I wasn't alone in my own house. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Randy and Teresa letting me, letting us live here with them. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah. I mean, some days were hard, but. <laughs> well, life isn't day, easy. No, it's just a journey. Day, it's like all, all these memories that, you know, I created with my mom. Because I'm the youngest, so I didn't have as much time you know, with them. So yeah. I think just being here has made up for that. Um, so it's been fun. And like my, my kids have so many memories that they'll just cherish. Hang on to. Them. You hold on to those. And yeah. yeah. And keep them, tuck them in the back of your heart or your head. And, and then when you need them, you pull yeah. them out. and yeah. Or you hug your bear. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Those bears are so cute. Mm. Yeah, well. It was, I loved doing it all. It's so great. Appreciate it. Anyway, thanks for sharing Uncle Mel today. Okay, what was his full name? Melvin? Edson. Edson Dunkley. Dunkley Jr. Jr. Oh, he always put the junior on. Oh. Yeah, he was a junior. I didn't even remember that. Melvin Edson Dunkley Jr. We're going to honor him today and his name. Oh, so sweet. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and a part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carriebears.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter on the making and delivering of the 9-11 carry bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carry Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope and healing.